Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. It's been a little bit. I have been in the process of moving homes here in Henderson, so I've been super distracted, uh, but excited to get this conversation I had with Brandon Mowinkle and Milford Public Schools out. Hope you find value in it. I know there's a lot of educators and just people in general that want to do things like Brandon's talking about, including myself. So this was a really fun conversation with him. Talk about a project that he's got brewing in his mind and helping him kind of put the vision together to actually execute on it. So I hope you enjoy this. Thank you, Brandon, for coming to me and letting me record this conversation to bring value to other people. Thanks, guys. All right, I'm here with Brandon Mowinkle, the uh, high school principal at Milford Public Schools. And Brandon, give you some background. Brandon came to me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I got this idea for this project. I'm going to call it a project. We call it a project. Absolutely. And so I said, hey, would you be okay if we recorded this as a podcast? And hopefully that doesn't hinder our conversation. We just ignore this little phone here that we're talking into and we just have a real authentic conversation about creating content. So why don't you give myself a little, I know we've talked about it briefly, but give myself a little, give the audience a little background on kind of your vision and, and kind of get it, get it out to the public and that might help you. I think there's something to that when you kind of share it with other people that kind of helps hold you accountable in a way. So <laughs> we'd let's just I don't know. I, I don't know what my vision is. That's why I brought you on board. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, uh, so I have three kids, uh, a 10 year old, a 13 year old and a 17 year old. And we have a fairly unique situation in where four of us go to school together each day. We don't actually physically drive in the same car. We bring three, <laughs> but, um, so my, my, I'm the high school principal at Milford. And then my wife is the business technology teacher. And I have a junior daughter, a seventh grade daughter who's in the same building. And then my son is across the street at the elementary school. And my kids love watching vlogs on YouTube and they drive me nuts because I, I think they're somewhat uh, annoying <laughs> in some of their quirks that they do over and over again. Um, I'll spare you any of those. <laughs> yeah. It's not my vlog, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, not yours. Um, and so uh, I, I like to record myself vlogging these short little 30 second clips that I don't post anywhere, but my family <laughs> thinks they're super annoying as well. Um, but then my wife, after one of these uh, little episodes said, Hey, you should do a legitimate vlog about the next year of your life. Um, as a high school principal, um, that's I think a unique job in itself because not, yeah. not every day is the same. And then having a daughter that's going to be a senior, having a wife that's in the building, having another daughter that's going to be an eighth grader. Um, I turned 40. Um, I'm a fairly emotional guy. So um, like this whole thing could come crashing down in the fact that I will have a lot of uh, emotional first for me as I'm not only a principal having my daughter walk across the stage, but um, also uh, I have uh, with my daughter's class, it's obviously special to me as I've got to know them personally more than just students as they've been around my house right. since they were little. I took some of them to daycare when they were mm -hmm. first born. So <clears throat> I think it would be an interesting journey to document this in some regard. I don't know what that looks like or how that even unfolds. 
um, and that's kind of why I contacted you because I know that uh, you've got some expertise in that and where it goes from here I don't know I don't know if we'll ever ever even have an episode of it but I thought this was something I needed to pursue right. um, the other side of that was and I think I put this in our first text is I have a lot of ideas that never come to fruition um, they kind of just sit there as projects that for some other time or sometime when I have time and that's probably not gonna happen um, so I thought maybe this would force me into that so I mean I'm excited to see where this might lead and, and what ideas you have yeah so let's let's dive into that because everyone I think struggles with that on not having enough time to, to do this, but they have the desire to do that. So let's break that down. Let's go through, what, is your, what does a day look like during the school year for Brandon Mowinkle? And let's break that down and figure out how this could even be possible. And, let's, and th- I think that would provide a lot of value for everybody, whether you're uh, working for a technology startup or you're a teacher and you wanna share, but you, you have you have a story that you want to tell. It's a matter of how you want to tell that story and how you're going to break that down. But I think it starts with that desire that you've just addressed to me of, hey, we have all these different things going on and that's what motivates you and that's what helps you push through and challenges you to create something like that. I actually just listened to, someone just said, after they die, they want to have a 24 seven reel of all the photos and video that have ever been captured playing on a TV somewhere in like their kid's house to remind them of, of themselves. Right. So like everyone has that kind of like motivation of why they want to document certain things. So you can look back and we, we all love photos, but doing a video and we'll kind of dive into that is kind of that next level, but it's can be so special too. Mm-hmm. But let's take, let, take me through what a typical day looks like, like, what time you wake up to what time you get home and then everything. Let's kind of reverse engineer your day in a way to see if it's possible. Right, yeah. So as school administrators and teachers and coaches in general, we kind of go through seasons that follow kind of sports seasons, timeline or other activities. But um, a typical day uh, would, would, my goal is 7.30. I've got to be in my chair at school at 7.30 because between 7.30 and 7.50 before I go out in the hallway, that's checking the emails from last night or this morning that I may have missed that are, I've got to get them now before uh, the day gets started. Um, 7.50, my assistant principal and I are very intentional, intentional about being out in the hallway and greeting kids. That's one thing that is um, kind of a non-negotiable for us. Um, but from, so from 7.50 to 8.10ish, if we don't have meetings going on, um, that's our time to be in the hallway and be visible as kids walk, walk through our doors. From 8 to 3.27 each day, or 8.10 to 3.27 each day, it's just kind of uh, really a crapshoot of what comes through the door. <laughs> uh, it may be kids, it may be uh, teachers. Um, obviously we wanna get into as many classrooms as possible. Um, Tuesday is an admin meeting day, so Tuesday mornings we meet from 9 o'clock to 11.30 for our admin meeting um, with lunch duty in between there um, from 11.30 to 1 each day, which is another opportunity to be out amongst kids if we've been in our office for the majority of the morning. Um, So really what, what a day looks like just depends, and obviously you throw on state testing or maps testing or um, 
you know, staffing issues, parent concerns, it just, it really depends between 810 and 327. At 327, um, typically we end the day with either some meetings or once again, catching up on email. Um, and then after that, kind of depends on what the activity is for the night. I, you know, I hate to say on a typical day, I get home at nine o'clock, but that's kind of how it runs if it's fall sports season, right. winter sports season. Spring's a little different for us. Um, we don't, we, we co-op baseball, so that is a huge part of what we do, but we're not always there for that. Um, but track, golf, you know, you don't mm-hmm. su- send supervisors to that. So spring slows down a little bit in regards to sports, but it ramps up. We've been working on graduation for a month. We've, you know, honors day, FFA banquet, those type of things too. So, um, so a typical day probably is 7.30 to nine o'clock-ish. Um, doing something yep. in regards to schoolwork. Which is a lot of time, right? Correct. And <laughs> so the thought is, is as, I'm, as I'm listening to you, I've got some more questions, but like, I think it's a daunting task to try to do a family vlog because you guys don't see each other often, right? What if it is just centered around you, which seems selfish, right? Like you typically don't people don't want to do that because they're like well I just went through my day it's kind of boring right we all think our life isn't very interesting but a lot of people might find it interesting and it's how you present that story too there's lots of unique things about each of our story but we always I know I do struggles like well no one will really care and people do like uh, they do find our lives interesting it's why reality tv (laughs) why we're so drawn into that right like everyone watches a show like that and not that this is this it, that it's I think it's more about going through the process of creating content something meaningful and purposeful which we talk a lot a lot about um, and I've found value in that but you also want people to watch it too mm-hmm. um, selfishly like that's a real thing but if we break it down into how you document this, right? So looking at your day, uh, or you do something around, you have uh, each person in your family document their day. I don't, I don't know, it could go a lot of different directions. Or, you know, one, here's another thought is, is you're all out documenting to share the Milford story all the time, right? So you're shooting photos, like I saw your golf photos, and you're shooting photos at all the game, you're running the school social media, and so you've got a lot already that you're creating. How how could you then add this on top of that, right? So if you thought about that, what is that? Yeah, that was actually kind of my first thought is, I do a lot of that, and I love taking photos, and um, just this last weekend, I love shooting a little bit of video out in Yellowstone, yeah. which was, cool, which was kind of my way of forcing me into that realm that I've never really done before, which um, obviously, because it's, I was thinking of this project as as I was doing that, but one, one of the first thoughts when Shelly said, hey, why don't you do a personal vlog is, right. how do I tie a personal narrative right. into the sharing of the story that I already do right. um, for, a, for a more personal yeah. and maybe more vulnerable look at my job as a principal and then as a father and yeah. a husband too. So that is one thought that I've had is 
how do I take this story I'm already sharing mm-hmm. and then layer my personal experience or thoughts or feelings or emotions on top of that for this other and project. Yeah, Amber Pankinen and I talked about that. Um, and we got to re-record the podcast because it didn't save right, which is good because now I can add this. Like, I don't think it's really tough, right, to separate those two things because it's and I think that's maybe the theme that you build around is like, this is our life. We, we're, you know, public school educators and our kids are in here. Um, and if you capture some of your kids' stuff and put it into their grade, but I would center it more around you as a high school principal and then build, build around that core. And long as you're comfortable with, with sharing whatever you can as, as a high school principal, I don't know if too many high school principals doing something like that but sounds like you want to be you're looking for something to challenge you and video kind of seems like a natural step for you too right yeah I love the photography side of things and I don't know how much I've shared with you about this but you know this started 10 years ago when my kids were little and I was wanting to document their lives and then life gets in the way and you get busy and you don't have these opportunities to shoot as much as you want to but then having a kid in high school sports again really you know you get the camera back out and you like you start shooting and then you shoot too much and then you meet Ben and (laughs) you you have this really cool relationship with or conversations with Ben Uh about you know what are you shooting today you know what are you looking at you know and how how did you shoot that or you know so like through those just getting the camera back out has presented a bunch of opportunities for me to learn and grow in something I like to do which then turns into part of documenting the Milford story as well. So I think those can coexist, and you can you can share what's happening personally, and and because it's all part of the same. I think I struggle with that too. Is you know like with doing this podcast and asking you to record this conversation, right? It, um, because I I'm just at the point where I want to just share these conversations I'm having because I talk to so many people and I think it will provide value, right? And so it's all about perspective and what the why. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And so I think you'll probably open up a lot of conversations and maybe it's just one video. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's 20, whatever, just to open up a conversation of a lot of other principals that are in the same situation as you, right? Like, right. Uh, I think there's a hashtag dads as principals. Like there's a lot of um, people like yourself, but uh, that are in this unique position where, you know, everyone is in the school, but what do you, is it just you talking in front of like talking in front of your phone is kind of awkward sometimes. Like how do you make it personable and make it interesting? I think that's then the next thing. And then, how you build that narrative around that, some characters, yep. make it into a true story, right? Yeah. And then know. I, so I have this blog, blog that I rarely write on. Actually, the last blog post I wrote was the first day of school. Yeah. Um, but I write every day, so part of oh. part of my reflection is I do a ten minute write, and so nice. um, whether that happens in the morning, the day after, okay. or happens that night before I go to bed I always write for 10 minutes wow. and where are you storing all that uh, Evernote oh, so Evernote. Okay. and it's just it's not really a journal but it's sort of a journal it's just yeah. thoughts emotions feelings of the day oh, okay. um, ideas maybe that came about some things I saw 
Um, but then, so that, so my blogging has went from uh, a very public place to a very personal gotcha. place. Um, but I'm still writing. And um, I think part of that came from, like two years ago I wrote a blog post about the difficulties of blogging as a high school principal because yeah. you build relationships and you don't want to compromise those relationships right. Right. Um, with kids. And I think that's one of the hurdles for yeah. this vlog or yep. project too is not to cross those boundaries where um, you're opening up somebody else's life right. in a space that shouldn't be there. So yeah. no, that's, that's another thing that I've really thought a lot about is who who do I focus this story on it it does need to be me yep. but there's all these other characters yeah, people is, yeah. that I interact with on a daily basis that I would love to share part of their story but I also don't want to compromise the relationship yes no it's I'm so glad we're recording this because I think a lot of people will just kind of understand that what that's like even in my situation right and everyone's situation so man I don't know like the more we talk so I've done I've done a, a vlog like done video and it's hard. <laughs> I told you I'm like what forty nine um, videos that I've documented myself. Early on, it's it's inspired. I started in the summer, right? Like, um, but it's just kind of a tough thing to do. Like people like Casey Neistat and things like mm -hmm. that that did one for like 320 days straight yeah. and like told really good stories like I've read about like him waking up at 4 in the morning to edit the other day is like and do that every single day right. I'm not saying you need to but maybe you just try it and that's what I'm a big proponent of is just trying it out and if you don't like it like you won't ever no, if you don't try, then right. you're not going to know, right? And we could sit and stare at this blank <laughs> Google Doc for the next couple months, and you'd be like, okay, the first day of school, but I'm like, do it now. And do chilling. it now, just try it. Yep. See what see what people think, see how you feel about it. And I honestly think maybe what could be the real key for you is to, if you're writing every day, is to, you can figure this out but I would almost have read those out loud if they're if you feel comfortable mm -hmm. with it into like a podcast oh good idea because I'm telling you this whole anchor thing like what I'm going to post this on is I don't have time to sit down and edit a podcast right. and stuff like that or you know occasionally I, I can hack the time to do the video like I'm sitting on a couple different video projects um, and it just takes some discipline to, to knock that out like everyone does have time like we all right we all say that though we don't have enough time but like if you truly want to do it you can yeah you can make the time to do it right yep. you can not watch a netflix show or <laughs> for me not watch a nba playoff game like you yep. know i'm just wasting time doing that even though that's entertaining for me so we have that even though for you during the school year like geez you are if you want to actually spend time with your family like you are and that's the other cool part Trapped on time. about this is our family time is at all of these activities because right. we're all there. That's the yeah. special part. And I, I don't think I mentioned this already, but I grew up as an administrator's kid. So, right. like, I had a realm of context. Yeah. I, yeah, that's all I knew is my dad was at a basketball game or my dad was at Schoolmasters that night or, you know, like, but we found these times, which 
is partially the reason why we took off and went to Yellowstone this weekend on a whim and drove 2,100 miles in 75 hours to see Yellowstone <laughs> for four and a half hours, you know, like, cause that was our family time and we got to spend it in the car together. Yeah. And so like, and luckily my wife's amazing and understands because yeah. I've dated Shelly since she was, we were 15. And so like she saw my high school experience and has context for it, you know? And so she knows that I'm going to be busy. She's busy. She's coaching, but these opportunities we have to be together at games or activities or awards banquets, we make sure that if we can all be there, we're all going to be there. And right. so like that is our family time when we get it. And then in a month when school's out, you know, we look for opportunities to spend time together. Obviously, we cram a lot into a summer because yeah. that—that that is when we actually get family time yeah, away from the, the school. Day, the right. day grind of yeah. being pulled in different directions. One of the things I was in Chicago now two weeks, a week and a half ago, and one of the speakers uh, said that community is created when you have shared experiences, and so I just popped in my head and we I've been talking about this on the strive side is that's what we try to create with our strive Mm -hmm. schools and students and things like that and that is a direct correlation with your family right like you your family becomes stronger when you have those shared experiences so like they will never and I saw your wife's tweet about your son giving you some type of award as you drove the entire way he will never forget that right and it gives you goosebumps thinking about that even though in the moment when everyone has to go to the bathroom and is hungry <laughs> and you're like, are we ever going to get there? And you're but like, the, that's the story, right? Yeah. Um, but it does come down to time and, and how you are going to tell that story. And I think, man, if you're taking the time to do a 10 minute writing every day, I would hack that time and then just add on um, reading that writing. Yep. That's a good... I don't idea. know. You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of why. And if you, you could go back and record the last year just pick out some random ones that you think would provide value to other people like yeah there might be some personal stuff that you don't want to share then don't share it right don't like go back and forth i'm saying that because i'm going through the same process of like even this conversation i'm like should i ask him to record it or should i not and i'm finally at the point like i just don't care what everyone else is going to think i truly believe that this conversation is going to provide someone whether you know, four people listen and one person provides value and, or gets value out of that or it impacts them to go, man, yeah, I should, that inspired me to do that because I've had those experiences, right? Well, even our conversation Wednesday, is it Wednesday or Thursday with the group? Oh, right. You know, yeah, like getting with, that out there on the Zoom. Clay and, you know, like those guys, like same thing, like would Clay film himself for six and a half hours? Yeah, he's whatever, trying like, to upload it right now. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> just those type of things inspire me, like, well, Clay can do it, which I don't even really know Clay. I've talked to him twice, you know, like, okay, so here's a guy that gave me a little bit of advice and told me to do it, you know, that I don't really know, but you know what, he's doing it. So why shouldn't I do it? Or why can't I do it? And if people find value in it, they find value in it. If they don't, they don't watch it. You know, like it's, it's that simple. Like I don't read every blog post that comes across Twitter, but when I find a good one, man, I'm going to retweet it and share their story too. So I don't know. I think this is an interesting it's going to be a very interesting year for me um, in so many ways that at the end of the day, if I could look back 10 years right. from now and say, wow, what a year that was and how emotional yeah, that wow. was or how really cool. It's going to be really cool at the end of the day, regardless on May 16th, 2020, right. you know, to get to say my daughter's name at graduation and then get to say her friend's names and 
her boyfriend's right. name if they're still dating. <laughs> you know, which on the right <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all of those things that I yeah. that I think about that I'm like, wow, what if I could go back ten years and be like, what was it like for my first graduation as an assistant principal? I don't remember that because mm-hmm. I didn't document it anywhere. Right. I, you know, I wasn't writing at the time. I wasn't. I don't know. I, I just and maybe. It's strictly selfish, but at the same time, it's kind of what I want to do at this point, and it's a project I think's worth taking on. So, I think so, and I think you can't beat yourself up, um, which I, everything I'm saying, and that's why I put out practice what you preach, and why I kind of started podcast, and I truly believe that, you know, once you verbalize it, get it out there, that helps you reflect and try to figure out the motive behind some of these things and it's just a really interesting process to go through but at the end of the day you do need to like get it get something out um just to i don't know mentally i think there's something to that like just to not that we need approval from other people i don't know you if you thought about that like are you scared of what other people are going to think because that goes through my head on some of this or you at the point where like (laughs) no absolutely I mean I think there's always that um, the fear of fear of being vulnerable and actually Shelly and I started to watch the Brene Brown um, Netflix special Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it yet it's on uh, vulnerability and courage we started watching it last night because I heard it on a podcast as we were driving there you go Um, but yeah I I think there's always that fear of what others are going to think or say and do and I'm and that's always in the back of my mind but at the same point I gotta do one of these sometimes and yeah. not be afraid of the ridicule mm-hmm. and she talks about that specifically in the in the show is her TEDx got posted and her husband said don't start reading the comments don't start reading the comments and she started reading the comments and said she, she said I was just broke you yeah. know like it broke me but obviously she overcame that and now dares greatly every day so yeah and and you build that community around you that does support you yeah but we tend to as humans focus on that that negative thing but i have not run into that i create those narratives in my own head of like oh man they they aren't consuming this or they're not engaging with this that means they must not like it and like you don't know like i do the same thing i maybe don't engage with someone or on on social media um and that's just because it's not because i didn't like it or i just i don't we we all are being pulled in so many different directions and there's some psychology stuff going on there with with social media but we're in this moment of time where i think we will regret not taking advantage of this device that we have here and video cameras and all this stuff um that i know i'm gonna feel like I regret not taking advantage of that. And so that's what motivates me, I guess. And I've never really said that, but just trying to process that. I'm processing this with you at the same time, you know? And I feel bad you haven't taken any notes. Oh, it's all right. But this is great. Like, we'll get a. Yeah. We have notes. We have a whole yeah, podcast. We got a, so. 26 minutes of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just keep coming back to whatever you can do to hack and share your story and not get it hung up on, like, okay, I'm doing a video and that's how I'm telling my story. It's like, maybe it is. You get that writing out there publicly. Yep. Uh, but then that changes how authentic you can be because you, you know, and maybe it's, 
a podcast and a podcast doesn't need to be a 30 minute really nicely produced thing it's more of a reflection piece you know just getting your thoughts out there you know it could be one it could be a combination of a couple different mediums right yeah that you could look back and go you've got photos you did a couple videos of some special events you know um, and then you've got some blogs and then you've got a podcast you can look back at all four of those things yep yeah and you could promote them on your twitter and facebook or not right like they're there publicly to be consumed and you know for me i want to get i do want to share uh because you you want to hope that you can have an impact on someone else's life and help them yeah with whatever they're going through i don't know i think the dad's principle thing is is very powerful and I have not connected with those people but I love the concept of I think it is can be extremely difficult for our own kids Mm -hmm. to live in this fishbowl you know of especially in rural schools where there's only a couple hundred of you where your dad is or your mom or your you know or your as your teacher and yeah it's super you know like there's this unique story there too that um luckily i got to grow up with it and so i can right that's a unique perspective i can help my kids through some of that Uh um and you know i would never even though some of the things that i went through growing up i would never change not having my dad in the building every day right like that was pretty cool and i know he feels the same way you know and just when you're when you're in it you have certain things but yeah. that's really neat you can share that perspective with your kids yeah so lots I, of lots yeah of lots of process. process i think the biggest thing with something like this is you get hung up on because i did on okay what am i calling this um starting a youtube channel like all some of the like the the dirty work of it or the kind of ground level stuff that can hold up the process of actually creating. Right. And um, that's the biggest thing, leaving conversations like this is to, what's what's the next step? How can I help you? Uh, maybe it's just texting you, you know, or hitting the fact that you're even in here on a day off with mm-hmm. how busy this season is. We're gonna be talking about a track meet that you guys host and um, there's just a lot going on, so. I like to use the word hack. Like, how can you kind of hack something together now to prepare you and give you that confidence so when school year hits, and maybe you start documenting this summer, right? Yeah, playing softball games and doing all that, you know, all the different things you're doing, and that kind of builds up some confidence while you do have time. And so, you know, once you do hit the school year, you've got something to kind of give you some motivation to keep going. I don't know. And I think the other part of why I reached out to you is just an accountability piece. Yeah. Cause, Sweet. I like that. You know, like, I have I do. I have a million ideas floating through my head. I know. And I haven't done a million of them, <laughs> like, ever. Like, you get – and you know how it is when uh-huh. you're creating something. You get really fired up for the first yep. minute and a half, and then it fades away, and then life hits you. And you're like, oh, that was a really good idea I had that yeah, never – You've got heard. a student walk in your office or someone yeah. comes with a problem. You get an email and you're like, okay, there goes my next 30 minutes an yeah. hour. And I know I'm uh, going through this process and I, I'm going to be challenged by what you're doing in writing every 10 minutes. I'm not a 
good writer and that's why I did kind of start doing some audio stuff because I feel I can get my thoughts out a little bit better than writing but just taking notes you know and and writing them down on on paper I go and that ebbs and flows but at least documenting you know I think I I think I'm so weird I think back like we're we're in the process of moving houses and so my wife's throwing everything away and I'm like (laughs) No, what if, you know, like my kids go through this book and they're like, oh, podcast ideas. Like, oh, he never did that. Or, yep. you know, Strive Golf Tournament. Um, oh, the, the, you know, these things. And you can look back through this. I think that's super special. Yep. And then for our kids, they only know digital. And so they can go back yeah. and listen or watch. Can I take after, a bird, bird walk yeah. for oh, a yeah. second? My wife calls it a bird tangent, which oh, I think yeah. is hilarious. So I think, so my, my 17-year-old, my 13-year-old, very much social media, I wouldn't say driven, but it's an everyday part of their life, right? Right. Like, with my 10-year-old, I don't see that. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be on Facebook, doesn't want to be on Snapchat, doesn't, like, doesn't want that presence. So I'm wondering if we will see the pendulum swing and we, we have a generation of mm-hmm. kids where social media, while it will never go away, yeah. isn't the number one thing for my son. Like, right. is, is there something else that, I hate to use this term, fill the void? You know, because we sat in the truck for how many countless hours over the last three and a half days, and my daughters were on Snapchat most of the time, or watching Netflix, or, you know, interacting somehow with their peers, whereas, I think he may be more comfortable just being himself. I don't, I don't know. That's interesting, yeah. So that's funny. Clay, uh, Clay, who you mentioned earlier, always ends, we're going to start this little thing on Anchor, like what you're wondering. And you just said that same word, like I'm wondering. And I think that's a f- phenomenal question. I think, I think you look at what our parents grew up doing and then us, like it all is – a it it swings yep. like you said it swings one way and goes the other because he probably sees his sisters always on their phone and like that's that's annoying right yeah. um and i think you're right i think those will does he play video games or he anything? does yeah so he's minecraft right. that's what my boys yeah do Fortnite well. now yeah i mean I, when i left home him and 53 that's of how his they favorite yeah. friends were on that's um, it, it pretty was cool it was. I sat. I just sit and listen sometimes because it's funny. One, I want to make sure that what they're doing is appropriate, yes, and ninety percent of the time it is. But just listening to them problem solve, like this morning, they were trying to figure out this new thing, which I don't even understand because I don't play Fortnite. But I do. So we're <laughs> they were <laughs> trying very to good, figure out this thing, and like four of no, them were right. interacting together to get it for this one kid. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, yes, that's their social their network. Life. It is. You know. So. I think it's going to be through these video games are building their own community, right? Yep. And what is cool is the communication piece. Yep. And that's what your girls are doing on Snapchat. Right. They're communicating. Uh, and I think, oh, I had a, had a student and it was on one of my previous, is society feeling pressure to lie or misrepresent themselves on social media? I said, yes, but it's not a social media problem. That's just a human yep. problem. We've always felt pressure to lie or like we didn't grow up with social media and I felt, you know, you feel the peer pressure from your friends like to do certain yeah. things, right? And now it's just been 
amplified because of social media and I just don't think we we just got to stop beating up kids for they don't know any different yeah and we have this technology we've enabled them to do this right so now we're trying to like go back and and figure out you know how to do it the wrong way good to see man how are you good good we'll come in here in a second uh and that's the best part about this i'm not going to edit out ben pecking and coming in to shake brandon's hand i don't know yeah it's a great question i think we'll end on that thanks for being on the show yeah or just not even the show just recording (laughs) us having a conversation that's great I, i got some great ideas so